Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time. Hello, everyone. This is Old Time Crime Gal. This is Melissa here with Shannon. We are here for episode three of season two. Hope everyone is doing well. Last time we had some weather, but we're over that. We might be getting more, though. I know. I hope so. It's winter. Yes. (laughs) Winter is coming. But, so today, we're here with another story. We're going to talk about Israel Keys, um, which if you're in the true crime um, spectrum and watch it, you've probably heard of him. You, Shannon, don't know a lot about him. I do not. He is a very, 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 was a very dangerous and a creepy fellow. So I get to learn along with you guys today a little bit about Israel Keys. Yes, I don't know. So he was born on January 7th of 1978. And he was born here in Utah. And he was part of a large Mormon family. So he had like um, 10 children in the family. And he was the second. Um, Which is not uncommon. No. um, Large families. So when they were five, they kind of stopped following the Mormon church and they moved. But they moved into like this one room cabin with no electricity and no running water. And you have 10 kids. Like, I don't know what. Yeah. What was the stressor that caused the family to move? But that just cannot be a a good situation. No, I, I would think not. I mean, I shared a bedroom with, with two of my siblings and I didn't want to. Yes. <laughs> It's reminded me, I had a friend growing up that they were kind of poverty now. Well, they were kind of considered in poverty and there were eight children in a two bedroom house. So that would probably be similar. But this was in the 70s that that was when I was growing up. And this sounds like it was around the 70s and 80s as well. So, so early 80s, you have 10 one room is kind of, yeah. Yeah, one room cabin, no electricity or running water. And they did, they went to two different churches. So they did become friends with another family that were neighbors um but it's just just hadn't been strange growing up but he did go into the military now and we are looking at that in 2022 as being strange in the 70s 80s but true it it, now no no running water i'm trying to think my words no running water really back in the 70s that's because that's when i grew up (laughs) um that would have kind of been a far-fetched thing so they had to really be out there. But at the size of the house, maybe not as much, you know, because we've kind of spoiled, gotten spoiled over the years of having our own bedrooms. Yeah. I mean, I had my own bedroom, but he was a family of 10. So, but yeah, so they moved and lived like a non-lavish lifestyle, it sounds like. Yep, but they said so they did attend churches. But by the time he was a teenager, of course, most teenagers, they, they rebelled. He kind of denounced his faith and was doing his own thing. Uh, but he did go into the military. So he served in the United States Army from 98 to 2001. So he traveled. He's been in Fort Hood, Fort Lewis, and Egypt. And he was a um, specialist of some sort. Oh, wow. Okay. But he did have some specialized training, which comes as no surprise how he was able to do what he did. But So it sounds like he, a typical growing up, you know, and going into the military. Mm-hmm. And he was able to achieve things when he was in the military. Uh, well, he was on the mortar team in the 1st Battalion, 5th Infantry, 25th Infantry Division. Um, they, people said he was quiet and had a habit of keeping to himself. Um, of course, he was 
drinking heavily on the weekends. And that can affect a lot of yeah. things, especially at a young age if you're drinking at 18 and your brain hasn't quite developed all the way. Well, he seemed to settle down, and around 2007, he actually started a construction business out of Alaska. And it was Keith's construction. So he was like a handyman, a contractor, construction worker, and then given the military training, kind of like a jack of all trades. Yeah, kind of thing. okay. But so we're sounding pretty good. Well, so there's a but. we already know that we are. He's a serial killer, obviously, because we're talking about him. And they're not quite sure how many victims he had because of the way he did things. There's probably a lot of unsolved murders in different areas all over the United States that fit his M.O. and his um, pattern, but they just haven't connected them yet because it was so random. Gotcha. Like most um, people have a particular type of victim they're looking for. All the victims are have some sort of characteristic or the same gender, they're the same age. They remind them of somebody. And he was completely random. Oh, wow. There's There was no way to know how he chose his victims. Basically just opportunity. And he just enjoyed killing it, sounds like. Yeah. So he would actually have, um, and there's been debates on whether there's some still out there. He would, like, stash these kill kits, mm-hmm. like, underground or in storage buildings or like, all over the country. Wow. And he would just try, like, some years later, come back to the same spot. Wow. Like, remote camping grounds, isolated areas, even broken someone's home where he had a kit stashed nearby. And then he would just dig up his kit or get it ready. It had cash. It would have weapons. It would have whatever he needed. And then he would do what he had to do and then move on to the next. Wow. That's scary because when you have no rhyme or reason, it's hard to catch someone like that. Well, I don't even think they really recognized that that was going on. Yeah. It was just because if you have one person on this side of the country and then a couple months later, someone over here, how would you? Yeah. Police departments don't talk amongst themselves right. as much as we would like them to, even on cases that are in neighboring jurisdictions, let alone right. on the opposite side of the country. That's so true. I can see how there was no way for them to know what's going on. Now they do have a software program that they, they do upload random, if it's red flagged, as being difficult, different, or peculiar, they gotcha. had that way to kind of flag each other. But here in this era, they hadn't had that yet. And I forget what the name of that software program is. Let's see. Basically, he just traveled. So you said he just traveled on different jobs? Well, he started his construction business, but I'm not sure. Um, how that was upheld like if you had people working for him that brought in revenue or anything else but he did he did have one rule he didn't kill children or parents of children so they were like older couples singles strange yeah what gave him that a little bit of morality yeah but i mean he was a little bit of everything he was labeled as um like a bank robber a kidnapper, a rapist, arsonist, uh, all this stuff rolled wow. into one. He yeah. fit like all the categories. So he did multiple things. That so he wasn't like a truck driver. And nope. that was the reason he was all over the United States. He, he was just traveling. He was just going. So they don't really know exactly how many victims he had. Gotcha. But the last, one of the last victims is, I think is where it kind of started to go off script and he his mo changed a little bit and he must have been running out of funds because he actually tried to ransom and somehow that ended up getting them caught wow 
So we'll go into his last victim in just a minute. All right, so we were going to get ready to talk about Israel Keys and his last victim. But what we were just talking about during the break is how meticulous he was about avoiding detection and flying under the radar. Was he would do things like fly into Chicago and then rent a car with cash and then drive it a thousand miles. Like he always used, you know, the burner cell phones and cash and made sure that there was no paper trail to what he was doing. And then those kits will be there up to like two years prior. Wow. And so just. I just he really just thought it out. Random. Yeah. And he thought but he had to think it out even just to be random. Yeah. Because he had things placed and then he would do it. Well, and in the interview, there's tons of interview footage because they you know, police nowadays they record everything. And it's all on like YouTube if you want to go look it up. He'll talk for hours about how well he'd sit there and, and there'd be what did, how did he word it? Not exactly what he wanted. Yeah, but who would there would be no witnesses? Yeah, so it was like he just took what he could once he was where he was at the location. Was like he would try to find wilderness type places and remote places that people would go. There's always somebody there, but then there's not a lot of people there. Yeah, and which I mean really gives you thought about hiking and. I always listen to podcasts when I walk and I hike, and I think, man, this is not smart because I'm just like, yes. Why? Why? Why do people, we do that to ourselves? I, let me say, no. Why do we do that to ourselves? I don't do that to myself, Melissa. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that to myself. So why do other people do that to themselves? I yeah. Yeah, you don't me. listen to crime podcasts when you're out there cutting cutting the grass on a tractor. Well, and your okay, wilderness so of the land. I'm not technological, <laughs> number one. So my phone half the time doesn't work or I can't hear it. <laughs> and I'm on a big tractor that I could just run keep. over somebody yes. <laughs> And most of the time, family's around. So yeah, I'm usually aware. I make sure I'm aware of my surroundings. So make sure you are too. <laughs> I am as I look left and right as I'm listening to <laughs> day one or whatever. As I'm Do you have some type walking. of weapon with you? I should. <laughs> So we just as saw, much as I do we need to get that flashlight. We just saw a flashlight oh, being oh, advertised gosh. that actually can burn things. It said it burns through plastic and cardboard. Why? Why? I, I don't know. I don't know, but after seeing some of the videos. I have we a were, flashlight of Israel cage. Keys. Um, I think it might be a good decision to get a flashlight, but then I would burn <laughs> something else down. So, no, not fire and me don't mix. But anyway, so Melissa. <laughs> Don't walk without being secure I'll, and make I'll bring sure you're my safe. taser along. And those of you who are out there listening, make sure you're safe too. Because we do tend and to And someone do things. always knows when you're going out somewhere. And you know, sometimes we think, oh, I'll be okay. But you don't know that. It's just like this guy chose random people. And that's what I'm sitting here thinking about. He chose random people. There was no method. People thought he was just a regular guy who did handyman work. Even the state senator lived around yes. and said he was a well-known, yes. like, good contractor handy dude. Like. He lived around the corner from him. This was in Alaska, one of the places he lived. So, I just, you just have to be careful and, and never too cautious. So, for those of you who think I'm too cautious that know me, <laughs> I'm going to continue being that way because I'm going to live till I'm 105, I hope. That's the plan anyway. I'm it won't hold you to it. It won't be because I'm serial killed or anything serial like that. Killed. <laughs> I am living large and I'm gonna fight you if you try to take me. So bring anyway. it up, up to Israel Keys and his last last yes. victim to his downfall. Um he actually went off script for his MO. Instead of like ambushing and waiting in an isolated place, he chose uh, Anchorage, Alaska, which he lived in Alaska. So this was not where he lived because he said he always killed 
elsewhere. Gotcha. So we're in Alaska, and he actually went up to this uh, coffee stand on the morning of Thursday, February 2nd, is when she was supposed to be at work. So it had to have been the night before. So it was evening in Anchorage, Alaska. So it was a coffee stand, and it is like a little tiny... Like, it's for one worker, and you drive up, and you get your coffee, and you go. And you said he lived there? In he, he lived in Alaska. Alaska. So, it's wild that he had the money to fly all over the lower states, because I can't even afford to go to Alaska and to travel back and forth. So, that's kind of wild. Of course, he was the military, so that could have been his ease of being able to go back and forth. Okay. Well, so. and, and it could be wild, because he, this is the very last victim that he changed his MO and was trying to get ransom money. So, it could have been where... He had fun in himself up until that point, gotcha. and now he could not get that need out of him to, to kill, and he needed to come up with a way to, to keep his lifestyle going. Okay. going. Um, so he visits this little coffee kiosk, and he observed it for a while. So at least he did kind of plan out, like, this is, this is kind of what I have in mind. Let me watch this area. Um, he wanted to rob it. And so he goes to gunpoint to this little coffee stand called Common Grounds. This is a little blue, little tiny, tiny shack. And there was a employee by the name of Samantha Cohen, Koenig. Again, excuse me for pronunciation. But she was 18. And there's like no plexiglass. There's no screen. It's just like just a window straight open. And it's a pretty big window that you can like crawl in if you need to. So he actually he had a um, gun with him. And he abducted her mm. and threw her in her car and sped away. So he thought it, she thought it was a robbery. So he had a gun and she puts her hands in the air and you could, I mean, you can actually see it. There is video footage of this. So she puts her hand in the air. He asked her to cut the lights off and she moves to the back of the kiosk. And when the lights are off, um, he asked for the money in the register and then moving back and forth, and he's still outside, but he eventually like goes in and he snatches her. Man, she should have taken some hot coffee and threw it at him or something. I mean, I don't know. Fight, <laughs> fight. This takes my heart. Wow. Yeah, well, he had her in zip ties. Yeah, but she, her hands were free of getting the money, right? I well, I guess before hot coffee. Then, I, well, he had a gun. Yeah, she's hot in a coffee, coffee man. Hot coffee. You're going to burn <laughs> coffee. Well, he, of course, he told her if he hears the police coming, that he's going to kill her. And um, so she didn't, yeah, she didn't call the police. Oh. And, um, yeah, surveillance still. So she's he ordered coffee. So she's making coffee for him. Um, she did run. Okay. So she did so he found a camera on the ground and went to pick it up, and she took that opportunity to to okay, run. Okay, but right. he regained control over her using a twenty two. Oh, he was using his gun. <laughs> yeah, can't really. She didn't want to run after that. But he takes her back um, home to his. There's like an outbuilding or a shed or something on his property where he um, assaults and strangles her, and then. Being that it's Alaska and it's cold, right? He's able to just leave her there. Oh wow! Because he has to go on a cruise with his family. Oh, so he he <laughs> he did kill her. He did kill her, and he, he goes on a cruise with his family. Okay, yeah. and he goes on a cruise with his family, um, and then comes back, and 
this is the that's the crazy part. What's he needed more money, so he's gonna do a ransom. So he sends a he takes a ransom photo. Oh, she's already been dead for I don't know how long the cruise was. Well, and this was at his house, and he had a daughter, he had a daughter. and his girlfriend. Girlfriend or wife, I guess. I think I it was girlfriend. Um, were at home during all this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right, so he's taking a picture for the ransom. Yes, and there is, I have not seen, I've heard of the picture. I've not looked it up or seen it, but. Um, because she's already dead at this point. So in ransom photos, you you are you want proof of life for someone to pay the ransom. There's no point in them paying the money if they already know whoever they're trying to save is right already deceased. So he actually takes fishing line and sews her eyelids open. Oh, that's and puts makeup on her. Wow. And poses her with a four day old newspaper. Wow, he was sick. Sick, sick, sick. But then takes off, um, and her, by then, of course, she's reported missing, weeks have gone by. He likes the news coverage because he likes the attention, but he likes that his name's not tied to it. Right. So he's kind of following along, and he, um, her debit card was flagged. So when he starts using that is when they start picking up on where he is, and he ends up being arrested in the lower 48 states driving a rental truck. Okay. And so, of course, in all those interviews he talks about taking responsibility for this one for that one four people in washington state two here but they can't there's nothing to time to anything so right. you, and sometimes you get those people who's who want to up their numbers and say oh i killed like 30 people and it's really yeah. like two but with him I, it's probably more than what he says wow because he was all over the united states mm -hmm. and that blows my mind because i don't have that criminal mind so i just don't even understand that at all so then what found him out again was his he used her debit card that's right. they were the they were card. tracking her debit card okay but there's there's a ton of video hours and hours worth of video footage of him talking about what he did why he did how he did it um but and we watched way... some of it during the break he's very calm oh yeah cool collected it but just... then he says when i was smart because when he was smart and he was following that mo everything yeah. was great until something happened and he went off script and did something that was unique for him yeah. and tried to do the ransom and tried to do. So I wonder if he just got tired or what I it think was. he just needed more money. Yeah. Was it stressful? Something's usually the key. So, I mean, they're even, they're even questioning now if there's still victims they don't know about. Um, but he is a rarity in the fact that he is a serial killer, a confessed serial killer who's never been convicted. Gotcha. Because before he could do that, he committed suicide in his cell. So he kills himself, and then they can't convict him because there's no one they to take have to the trial drop the or... charges, um, even though they didn't want to. But the, he left like a ode to mur like just poems. Some say it's a secret message, and they're trying to read into it. It's been analyzed by if the FBI, say everybody, to see if it gives any insight as to his other victims that he may have but there's really they've come up with nothing over the years of staring at this piece of paper um and there you can pull it up online and read it verbatim we're not going to do that here but they're um also underneath of his jail cell and his bed they found this drawing of like skulls and it says we are one but there's 11 skulls huh. so they think that maybe he really had 11 victims okay and they just were that scattered throughout so there really is no way to know because he is deceased. 
but and and he didn't want tell about what you're saying about the serial killer name and what oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and... so in the beginning he was quiet and didn't want to talk even though he is he wanted to relive it at each one and tell about it but he wanted a deal first and he wanted to to guarantee that when you googled his name after he was gone so apparently he'd already come up with a zing game in his mind that he was just was gonna go but that when you googled his name it wouldn't be tied to any of this and he wouldn't be known as a serial killer because he didn't want his daughter to know he was that type of person wow <laughs> which is usually not the case but which, I, mean, I know he didn't kill children per se but she was 18 years old yeah she was a kid and she was a girl i'm sorry that would be my baby like i don't care how first old of you all, are don't kill anybody you no. say that all the time but i yeah i don't want my daughter to know i'm that type of person and in today's world every like everything you do everything you say everything yes. is there it's there yeah. forever that's right it's so. a scary thing so yeah he was definitely a creepy guy and hopefully his daughter and his girlfriend could I hope because he died in what 2012 is that what it was uh he was murdered in March of 2012 and he committed suicide on December 2nd okay so same um same year a couple only a couple months so yeah so I hope his family because here we are 10 years later I hope they were able to move on with life and and that his daughter can have a normal life and not be tied to this would be my would have changed my name yeah witness protection program (laughs) victims protection program i mean really that i mean you've got to be able to get it far away from that so yeah so even though like he's dead the investigation they still have it open it's always the possibility that there's more victims out there than what he said or what they can come up with now so other than the senator and your research did you find out anybody else like that made comments about him, like anybody in his military days, or did you see anything? Well, in like the that? military, um, during that time, they said he kept to himself and was like a, a loner. So nobody really had connections with him. And he even said in one of his interviews, "No one really knows who he is. Like he's no one can time to anything. He's just like an average, so tried to blend like in, kind of hide, hide in the public, kind of. That kind of gives you the heebie-jeebies about. Yeah. So I wonder about his siblings. If they, he probably lost touch with them too. I'd imagine Maybe. they voluntarily lost touch with him. But what, I mean, once they, but before they knew, you know, during yeah. those years that he would seem like the regular guy, kind of guy, you know, makes you wonder if he was visiting them in the lower 48. You know, I don't know. It's, just, it's interesting. It's always interesting to find out. So, um, well, it, un, okay, here's someone who describes him as utterly unapologetic and remorseless. Wow. <laughs> wow. So I wonder how they knew him. Unless so it was he after wasn't... he got found out, and that's the, what they termed it as. Well, this person told a news conference. Oh, this is the one of the investigators. This is a quote. It said, Israel Keys didn't kidnap and kill people because he was crazy. He didn't kidnap and kill people because his deity told him or because he had a bad childhood. He did this because he got an immense amount of enjoyment out of it. Much like an addict gets an immense amount of enjoyment out of drugs. Wow. Scary. Very sad. Especially for his victims. Yep. So that is the story of Israel Keys. And I mean, there's tons of podcasts on him. There's a documentary. There's a bunch of YouTube footage. If you want to check out stuff like that, we'll link to some of the things on here that we got our information from. 
but this one's just one of the ones that it doesn't follow a pattern. It's very different. It's very scary that there's people out here like him. There's probably someone out there like him now that oh, is yeah. going on and about. So just stay safe. Yeah. And take care of yourself. Bring a weapon if you're jogging. Yes. Home. Make Don't sure. hike alone. Use the yeah. buddy system. Yes. <laughs> Melissa is talking to herself. Do not do it. I don't myself. have a buddy to walk with anymore. Uh, we got to work uh, on yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. And as always, remember that. Yep, we're on, just... on Facebook. We have a Facebook group, Old Time Crime Gals. Our email is oldtimecrimegals at gmail.com. New episodes every week because we're in season two. If you haven't caught back on season one, please binge us, share us, tell your friends. And just remember, if you do the crime, it's going to catch up with you in time. And we'll talk about it. <laughs>